Welcome to Promote and Scale podcast, where we share success stories of tech and e-commerce startups and discuss growth strategies, so that you can implement these best marketing practices and innovative strategies to fast track your business. We are your hosts, Yasi and Ivana. Peter Seddington is a four-time startup founder, entrepreneur, and VC, and he's very active in the startup world and also in blockchain technology space. And in today's episode, we are going to discuss about how storytelling can help a company build a strong brand because his startup, VinVicky, has gathered more than 1.3 million followers on YouTube, and this brand has been leveraging on the power of storytelling all the way. So today, let's hear what is the secret. Welcome, Peter, to our Promote and Scale podcast. Thanks for having me. It's always great being with you, Yassi. Today, we're not going to talk about other topics. The only thing we're going to talk about is storytelling, because I want you to share your personal experiences with your startup, VinVicky, how you managed to scale this company and also achieve more than 1.3 million followers on YouTube channel. And hopefully all these tips and experiences from your side can help with our audience. So starting with my first question, I want you to explain to our audience in simple terms, what is storytelling? What is storytelling? Well, storytelling very simply is the art of engaging your audience and having them be part of the story itself. You might say, well, Peter, how do you engage people to be part of the story itself? It's very simple. You need to get your audience into an emotional context. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this later, I'm sure, with some of your other questions. But you want to get them emotionally engaged. Now, it doesn't matter if you're just merely telling a story for story's sake or if you're trying to sell a product or a service. Regardless, people make emotional decisions when they are emotional. And so you want them to be emotionally engaged, not only in the narrative, but they, you want them to be engaged in the story itself. And so by communicating a story and engaging the emotions around that is the best way to tell stories and get people involved in what you're doing. I do think it applies to B2C products or it applies to all types of business. It applies to all types of business. Absolutely. I would go as far as to say that every single business, if they are to be successful from, let's just say, a marketing context, they are often the best at telling amazing stories about their product, about their people, about their culture, about their why, about their purpose. And so being able to tell stories is one of the best ways, not only to sell, but obviously to communicate great ideas to your audience. Right. And I often get this question from many other tech startups, like uh, they don't know where to start because it sounds so abstract. And if they are software developers and especially they're in the technology or blockchain space, like how can I start with storytelling? What is the first step? I'll give you three steps. The first step is to understand your central message. What do you want to clearly communicate to the audience, whether it's a call to action, buy my product or buy my service, or whether it's an invitation to join you in a journey or some sort of narrative that you have. So the first part is to really understand what is your central message? What do you want to ensure that your listeners hear? Number two, this is the most important here, is that you wanna give personal experiences. 
let's be honest, we are far better at communicating our own experiences, the things that we have done in the past, because we've lived them. We can talk about the nuances, the aesthetics, the deep specifics of how you felt and what you did during that experience. And that connects with people. People do not want to be sold. They don't want to say, have someone come up to them and say, this is the product, go buy it. It's awesome. It's like, no, what did this product do for you? I'm I'm holding a a protein shake here. Uh, (laughs) What did the product do for you? How did it make you feel? How did it enhance your performance, right? These are the things that people really care about. So number one, central message. Number two, tell stories about your personal experience. And number three, integrate and visualize. And what I mean by that is you want them to start using their imagination. How, how can you make their mind run wild around if they got your product or if they joined your purpose or they joined your company or your community? What would they get out of it? And so helping people use their imagination is absolutely crucial. So central message, know what you're going to be telling them. Number two, personal experiences and get that person into an emotional context where they are visualizing the value that they're going to get by being part of what you're doing or buying your product or service. Right. And oftentimes when we work in uh, technology startups, people focus so much on the features, the functionalities. Yes. And the features and the functionalities are boring. Nobody wants to know. They can go and check it out themselves. I'll give you a really important thing. Dopamine. Dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. It's all about emotions. It's all about bringing up that dopamine level so they want to get excited about it. Let me give you an example. You know, it'll be a cheap example. You can tell a story about your morning routine, right? And the story I'm about to tell you will excite you zero, right? I got up, I brushed my teeth, I went to the bathroom. I I took a shower and in that shower, I forgot that today was an important day. After I took that shower, I went down and I started my day focusing on the highest priority. That's so boring. You know what's even more exciting? Telling a story around it. So instead of saying those very bland facts or functions and features, let's talk about the emotional aspect. So here we go. I woke up in the morning. My heart was beating. It was beating fast. And the reason is, is because I knew that there was something really important for me to do today, but I didn't know what. All I knew is that I needed to brush my teeth. I brushed my teeth and then I went to the bathroom. And while I was in the shower, it finally It finally came to me. I knew exactly what the important thing that I needed to do today. And that was to talk to Yazzie Zhang to talk about storytelling, right? And so now you're emotionally engaged, right? My heart was beating. It was exciting. I didn't know what was going on. And so being able to tell stories is not just about the facts. It's about the feelings behind it. And so increase that dopamine in yourself, increase that dopamine in your audience, and you become a great storyteller. Right. It's not just about the functional benefits of the product and service you provide, but also the emotional benefits that makes you stand out from the competition, which I want to emphasize more, especially to tech startup founders, if you have a software development background. <laughs> yeah, my next question is, can you tell the audience the story of how you founded VinVicky and how it scaled up to the scale with 1.3 million followers on YouTube and how storytelling helped your business to scale up? Great question. So this is uh, VinWiki. So V-I-N-W-I-K-I, VinWiki.com. You can go there and check it out. Essentially, VinWiki is a Carfax competitor. And so one of the things about Carfax 
is that Carfax information on your car, if you're going to buy a used car, something like this, is generally outdated. And so we created a, an application that allows for social, social inputs, which means if you own a car, you can take pictures and you can update the true history of that car, which no one will ever know other than yourself. And so our hypothesis behind VinWiki was that if you update the details of your car, how you did maintenance, how you got that dent fixed, how you make sure that you're filling it up with the right type of gas. If you input all of that into your VinWiki account um, connected to your car, then our hypothesis that is that you would be able to sell your car at about $500 to $1,500 more because it's the real history of that car. Now, one of the things that we wanted to do is we wanted to socialize out to the world this application. We thought it was awesome. And so this is not my first rodeo. And so I've built multiple YouTube channels up into the millions before. And so we started with VinWiki. And what we did is, again, we grew that to 1.3 uh, million subscribers. And how we did that is through storytelling. You see, my co-founders and I at VinWiki, we love cars. We own a lot of exotic cars. We've been race car drivers. We've done so many things in the automotive world. And we know that some of the best the best experiences need to be shared with the world. And we have a huge audience and a huge network of people who have great stories around cars. And so knowing the power of storytelling, we decided to create the theme of VinWiki YouTube around car stories, amazing stories around what you did with the car, what, what you experienced in that car, some of the rare sights and, and, and experiences that people have with celebrities in car or a weird car buying experience. For people who love cars, they love hearing these types of stories. And so what we did was we brought in lots of different people from our network who've owned expensive cars, exotic cars, and have, are great storytellers. And we just merely asked them questions. What is it about this car? What made it fun? What's the thing that you get the most out of it? And we, we found that this was one of those areas in the car world that no one was doing well storytelling. And so we grew very quickly. Now we have 1.3 billion subscribers on YouTube and people love all the different types of stories that we tell around cars. That's very interesting. At the beginning, did you already know that it will work or did you just test it out and then try to find the right angle to feature the story? So like, what, what is the journey along the way of building this uh, channel? That's a, great, that's a great question. Usually when it comes to any type of startup, you'll in figuring out how to attract the audience, engage them and find the right medium for that message. Now, we actually didn't do a lot of pivoting in VinWiki because I've had a decade plus, 10 years, 15 years plus of telling stories for multiple startups. So I had a pretty good idea for this startup, VinWiki, as to what type of message, what type of storytelling would make the most sense for this audience. Number one, no one was telling great car stories. Number two, no one had, a, had a, an application like we did where the stories actually matter, right? If you have a car that you, that, you, that you own and you've updated the VinWiki app with how you've done the oil changes, how you got that dent fixed, but you also have a YouTube video telling the story about what you've done with that car, it makes the car aesthetically more valuable. And so, yeah, we initially had an hypothesis that bringing people in to tell stories would be great. And we got pretty lucky. 
it ended up being exactly what we needed to do. We got met a great response. I think it was back in 2017 when I did my story on the buying the first Lamborghini Huracan uh, with Bitcoin back in 2017. I think it's had almost, I think it's almost got 2 million views now. I knew that after that, that story went out that it was going to be successful, focusing on just storytelling around cars. I think in some total, we had about 300 million views worldwide around the Bitcoin Lamborghini and my purchase experience. So it was, it was a great way to, to have a viral moment in the world and get my 15 minutes of fame, but it was also a great way to advertise our product because everyone was wondering, hey, where is this story coming from? It's coming from this VinWiki app um, and these types of things. So we got pretty lucky uh, with, with our medium of our message. It, but the reason we got, I guess, lucky is because I've done this so many times before with other YouTube channels that I figured out that this would probably be the best way to attract an audience to our application. Right. In your situation, because you already had experience in the past, so you know more or less what's the right thing to do. But I just on behalf of many tech startup founders, if they want to get market traction, if they want to tell their story and they have literally no experience, no filming crew for them, uh, usually with limited resources and budget, how can I get started even with small storytelling? Uh, what a great question. The short answer is you just have to start. You just have to begin and begin telling your story. I generally tell people who are starting off with YouTube or any type of video to market out their message that you, can ha you basically have two options. You can either tell a story about your experiences in building this company or product, or number two, you can talk about your purpose and the reasons why you're doing it. So those are the two places I would start. Number one is essentially a documentation of, hey, I'm Peter Saddington. I'm starting this new startup and it's going to be around building our cars, right? And then you can talk about what you're doing to create that business. Or the other option is, you know what? I don't want to talk about my experiences of building this startup. I feel more comfortable talking about the why, the reasons. Why am I building this car startup? What do I want to do in the world? How do I want to affect people? How do I want to improve people's lives? Why is it valuable for you to download my app? Why is it valuable for you to go to my YouTube channel? And so there's two basic narratives that you can start with. Again, your story and your experiences or the why you're doing what you're doing. Those are the best two places to start. And the key is discipline to continue to create the content, as you well know, Yasi, can, the discipline to create the content week in and week in, week out. That's how you grow an audience. That's how you grow a community. Fresh content weekly. Right. The consistency is so important to push content on the internet. And I really want to emphasize on this because when we talk to some of our clients, they did not understand why we need to do blog weekly, why we need to do video weekly. But as you well said, that it's very important to consistently push the content out. Absolutely. I mean, no one's going to market for you. No one's going to tell your story for you unless you pay a marketing firm to do that. But most people don't do that. No one's going to get eyeballs to your product, your service, or your YouTube channel. No one's going to do it for you. And so you have to be the one that's willing to go first. I think there can be a very powerful argument to be made here, Yasi, that we are moving to a remote first, mobile first video world, which means now is the time to be on video. 
people want to see who you are. They want to see visual agreeableness. They want to see whether they can connect to you. They want to see if you're a good communicator, right? These are so much more important now in our new world order that we live in than ever before. And so you have to kind of get over your ego. You kind of have to get over the thoughts of what is my mama going to think? What are my colleagues going to think? What are my friends going to think when they see me on YouTube and I show a different face than maybe they're used to? It is what it is. You have to get out there. You have to promote it. And you have to consistently communicate weekly. I say weekly, but the reality is if you really want to do a great job, you have to do it daily and you have to do it on multiple platforms, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Medium, Pinterest, LinkedIn. I could go on and on and on. These are all the platforms that we post to every day. And it requires that because there are people out there who've never heard about you. And the only way to get their eyeballs is if you're posting content every single day, at least weekly. <laughs> That's funny because I really think minimum we have to do it weekly. And uh, yeah, so I just have to say that tech founders, remember that minimum do it weekly. Try not to do it bi-weekly or once a month. It's just not mm -hmm. enough. The fact of the matter is, is I can, I can send you links. I actually, if, if you got up my Substack account, my blog, uh, you can see, I can show, I, I think I have videos uh, or an example there of the first videos that I made 10, 15 years ago. You are going to suck at communicating on video in the beginning. It's the nature of the beast. You're always going to stink at whatever you do for the first time. And so you have to get over that ego. You have to get over that hump because you, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound mean here, but it's the reality is that if you're listening to this and, you, and, you, and you're in a position where you need to begin marketing and telling your narrative, telling your story, you just have to realize that you're going to suck at it and it's going to stink and it's not going to be great. And, and, and you're going to say, they're all going to laugh at me. Nobody's laughing at you. Nobody cares that much, right? You just have to begin. You have to get better over time. The reason I'm able to communicate effectively what I'm doing here is not because I'm naturally good at it. It took me years to get to a point where I can effectively communicate the complex systems that I'm building for the world. And so it takes, it takes time in the seat, it takes lots and lots of trial and error. And over time, you will get better at communicating your value and communicating the product and service or company that you're building. Right. And that leads to another interesting topic I want to ask you about is the thought leadership versus the company brand. You know, mm. many tech founders, they have a very strong personal brand. How do you view that? Like personal brand and the company brand, how they work together? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I think that personal brand and company brand, especially if let's say that you're a founder or you're the CEO or you're someone part of the leadership, your personal brand has to bleed into the company brand because you're the face of that brand. You're, you're the voice of that brand. For example, me. I've started multiple startups. I have multiple startups that are going on right now. I'm a venture capitalist. I have a $10 million uh, venture, venture fund and I'm deploying capital into startups. And so I lend my face, 
right? I lend my personal brand to help out all of the product brands and all the company brands that I, that I build. I think it's absolutely essential to, to have both be combined in a lot of ways because people want to connect with the person behind the product. They don't care so much that I'm building this really cool app or this really cool product or service. Yeah, yeah, it might change their lives. But what they're really interested is in my ideas, my thoughts. Why am I doing this? And I would go as far as to say that people more connect with the person than the product every single time. Ain't nobody go out there and be like, man, I love this Coke. This Coke is so awesome. It's the best Coke in the world. It's like, no one ever says that, right? That's why Coca-Cola, for example, whenever you see their advertisements for the Olympics or their advertisements for their product, it's all about experiences, right? The family's hanging out and they're just so happy to be drinking a Coke. All their friends are going to a soccer match and they're all, you know, drinking a Coke together, right? And so Coca-Cola is a great example of where their advertising and their message is about the people and the experiences rather than the product itself. Right. So in this way, even B2B companies, they should also start. Uh, Absolutely. I, I actually, I, I would, I would go even farther. I would say every single company on the planet needs to have a video presence online. If you do not have a video presence online, then your competition, if they have a video presence online, will crush you because they're constantly engaged with the world, right? I, I, I find it hard to believe when people say, well, if we just build it, they'll come. No. If you build it, ain't nobody going to come because ain't nobody know about it. And so you have to communicate it. You have to, you have to market it out there. And if, if you're not going to pay a PR firm or a marketing firm to do it, then you have to do it. And frankly, you're in the best position to do it anyway, because you know the most about the product. You know the most about the historicity. You know the most about all the struggles it took to build that product or service or company. You have the experience that people care about. And there's a lot of ways to be able to extract lessons from your experiences that can provide value to your audience. Right, that's a very, very great point. And my, my last question is regarding blockchain like an infrastructure blockchain network founders or founding team. What, what do you think they should approach this storytelling and video content marketing? I mean, if you don't, I'll just go back to what I, what I said last time. If you are building a product, service, or company, and you are not on video today, you are already behind the curve. You're already re- behind the eight ball. You are at a disadvantage to those that are willing to get over their ego and say, you know what? I am the founder of this company. I am the person who built this. I am in the best position to market it myself. And so if you're not, if you're building a product service or company and you're not on video, you're not going to succeed against your competition. It's that easy. Right. I think that's the closing words you are bringing to the audience. And thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for telling us how to start storytelling, especially for our audience who are tech startup founders. Uh, I hope they enjoy this piece of content from you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Yassi. It's always great to help out. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard in this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. All links mentioned in this episode are in the show notes. If you want to grow your business through effective marketing, book a 30-minute consultation call with us at promotingscale.com. We'll be happy to get to know your business and help you.